Hey guys, Luke McElroy from Mets Performance Consulting, joined with Nick Jane Koskis today. Uh, welcome back to the Physiology Secrets Podcast. We're going to go through a training session from, it's Caleb Noble, wasn't it? Yep. Cool. I'll pass it straight over to you, Nick. Do you want to read out the session and then we'll break it down? Yeah, so he sent through um, one of his favorite sessions to do is six by six minute uh, threshold repeats and then adding on six 200 meter fast efforts uh, at the end. We're going to assume this is a running session. Um, just based on, based on that explanation, but um, obviously you could probably do something similar on the bike um, as well. So that's what we sent through. What do we think initially? Six by six minute at threshold. We don't have a work to rest ratio here, so it doesn't give us too much. Yeah, we can make background, some background. We can make some assumptions. assumptions. Um, so I guess quickly background on on Caleb is uh, he is a triathlete, isn't he? Yep. So we're looking at a running session mixed with you know some bike and swim. Um, all right, six by six minute thresholds and, and six by 200 meters fast. So we'll go through our process of what is the goal of the session here. Um, it, it comes down to what's the, what's the goal, what, when's the race? Is he racing in four weeks time or is he racing in 20 weeks time? I think this session is, I think it's a pretty good session. I think it's a better session closer to race day. Yeah. Um, we're a triathlete, we're trying to improve aerobic power, it's about all we do. <laughs> yes, some, some local muscular endurance, but in this session, we're looking at aerobic power. So how can we improve our VO2 max? So we're looking at six by six minutes. It's a pretty good session, uh, depending on what this threshold is, right? Like, if your threshold pace, how do you determine your threshold pace, right? Let's say we do a 20 minute, we do a 5K time trial, uh, we do 20 minutes, that's four minute Ks, take off 5%, you know, that's sort of the general guide of how people yep. do it. So we're looking at, what's that, 410 four, pace, four, so, something like that, 410 pace. So if you're doing six minute efforts at 410 pace, and then I'm going to assume the recovery is less than six minutes, I'm going to say it's somewhere between one to three, I think that would probably be appropriate. So you know, 410 pace, so threshold or, or, or maybe just below or just above, is it a walking recovery or a jogging yeah. recovery? I know we're making some assumptions. My point being that we know that from an aerobic stimulus, we either want to keep it really easy in our zone two, in the in the absence of lactic acid, or we want to keep it really hard and accumulate 10 minutes of time at VO2 max. So the question here is with the current intensity, with the current work to rest ratio, which we don't, which we don't really know, is it an, an appropriate stimulus to accumulate time at VO2 max? Now, you can't just go and run at 100% VO2 max for 10 minutes and accumulate 10 minutes. Well, you can, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would work, but you physically would, would be you exhausted. Wouldn't, you wouldn't get to the full 10 minutes. VO2, if you run 100% of VO2 max, the furthest you'd probably get is what? Somewhere between five and seven minutes in a oh, max effort. A, a, absolute top end. Yeah, at, at best. I think, I think um, there's some research that, that shows that about four and a half minutes yep. is as hard as you can like, go for four and a half minutes is your maximal aerobic speed or your velocity at VO2 yep. max. So... It's just um, how long you can hang on. Some that, people are a bit yeah. different. You know, they might get to the time to exhaustion method versus that. But long story short, four and a half minutes, as hard as you can go, that is going to be very closely correlated to your maximal aerobic speed or your velocity at VO2 max. So you physically can't do 10 minutes. You, yeah. you, you won't. All right. So you'll do that. All right. It, it all, you know, if, if your VO2 max base is 345 and you go try to hold that for, for 10 minutes, as I said, you'll get to four or five minutes and then you'll be exhausted. And hey, you've still got five minutes of VO2 max, don't get me wrong, probably mm. four once, the top, once your heart rate and oxygen consumption gets up there. But that's not a, an appropriate stimulus to get to that 10. So it's about finding the appropriate work duration and intensity as well as the rest duration and intensity to to over the duration of the session get to about 10 minutes of time, all right? Now, six minutes on and, and something like a, a, a three minutes off would be it would be a good session so long as I'm trying to think what the research is. I think you need to be at about 85% VVO2 max, something like that. Um, and you'd want to have a reasonably short recovery. So 
if you're in a long recovery, then 85% of velocity vertical max isn't going to spend that much time up there. Yep. But if, if you do the first effort at 85% and you still hold that for the second effort, well, because your, your heart rate and your oxygen consumption is going to yep. start to decouple, it's going to start going up, then we're getting close to that time at VO2 max. So if you're doing six, six minute efforts with maybe a, a, a one to three minute recovery, one minute probably walking, three minute maybe jogging at about 60, 70% of your VO2 max, um, that would be an effective session. But again, it comes down to, you're saying threshold, we, we want to prescribe it based on maximal aerobic speed or velocity yep. at VO2 max. So um, in a roundabout way, I'm saying is if your threshold is 410 pace, um, and let's say your velocity at VO2 max is 330 pace, then I'd say that 4, 410 isn't fast enough. You probably have yep. to go above your threshold. Probably, probably right? wanting to go quicker, yeah. So if you're doing six minutes specifically at your threshold because that's what it's identified at, that might not be a high enough stimulus. You're better off basically as a percentage of, of the top, the VO2 max. Um, hey, it might be depending, you know, we see lots of different people where their threshold and the VO2 max is very similar, like it's very close, yeah. but we yeah. see other people that have a lower threshold and a higher VO2 max. So the goal here, as I said, is to get that time at 10, 10 minutes of time at, at VO2 max or, or close to that and a six by six minute threshold effort may or may not be appropriate. Depends what the threshold is in relation to the VO2 max. Um, and there's a few ways around it. If it's a little bit lower, uh, if, you, if you're supposed to hold 85%, but your threshold's 82%, then potentially we could look at reducing the rest period, all right? But then you look at, if you're only having a 30 second rest, are you going to be able to, to maintain yeah, you're the intensity? Yeah, you to do it again and again and again. And that, that's where it's, it's time accumulated across the session is the main thing we're looking for there. And come back to the point on, you can't run for, 10 minutes at VO2, but you can do what five two minute efforts, for example, to, to accumulate your 10, 10 minutes of, of total time or, or more than that to accumulate your 10 minutes. Um, yeah, that really, really short recovery may not cut it to allow you to get back up there each time. Um, what do we think of the six by 200 fast at the end? Again, that, that's very gonna be very dependent on the on the recovery, but generally speaking, you're doing 200 meter efforts, you're probably looking at somewhere in a one to three work to rest ratio. So you might go through, you might fly through in, in what's a quick 25, 30 seconds, probably 30 seconds. That'd be quick. So you're 25, you're flying, yeah. probably something Let's say like 30. Yeah, 30, 35 would be moving. Yeah. And then if you had a 90 second recovery, um, hey, it's a hard session, but from an aerobic stimulus, it's it's suboptimal. Yep. Um, that said, if you did do an active recovery, like, you know, let's say you're, you're going through, uh, if you're, you know, velocity at VO2 max is 330 pace and your active recovery, you're running at 430, well then you're not going to have a significant drop in your oxygen consumption. So even if you did have a 90 second active recovery in that 30 seconds, you, you push right back up there. But the point here is that you're running at 430 pace, right? so sub max, 60, 70% of your VO2 max, and you're going well above your VO2 max for 30 seconds. Hey, of that 30 seconds, probably 20, uh, no, probably the full, to be honest, probably the full 30 or even 45 because the EPOC response. Yeah. Afterwards, your oxygen consumption is still low. You might get 45 seconds, maybe even a minute each each repeat of time at VO2 max. How many are we doing? Six. Six. So you, you, look, if, you, if you're doing an active recovery, you, you, you might actually tick the box there. But if you're doing what I think most people would do is like fast 200. He said fast, fast yep. 200. So like 200 max, walk for a minute, walk for a minute and a half, walk for two minutes. That's not going to be an, a, an aerobic yep. stimulus. Or it is, but it's not going to be an optimal aerobic stimulus. Yep. Yep. So I think in that one, you'd want to you'd want to do do that do the fast, but instead of thirty, maybe you do forty seconds because you do, but you do an active recovery where you're jogging around for ninety seconds or sixty yep. seconds, whatever you need at a submax workload. I think that would be more appropriate. Again, the next part is talking about specificity. Is it specific? Six by six minute threshold efforts for a triathlete is pretty bloody specific. Particularly short course, like if we're talking uh, sprint or Olympic distance, um, that that's going to be very very specific to a lot of people's 
race times in terms of if you accumulate six six minute efforts if we're talking a a 10k run at the back end of olympic distance probably starting to get right in that region of or accumulate very similar time to what we're what we're going to be racing at um thoughts on then extending that out to long course yeah i think i think the again it comes down to where where you're at in the program like this is sort of an in in between session where you could still use it as an aerobic stimulus get that time at vo2 max because it's not super long but then you could also extend it out to like 10 or 20 or 30 minute repeats, in which case, good luck hitting anywhere yeah. close to, to that yeah. velocity at VO2 max. So I think if you're getting closer to race day, you want to get a more race specific focus. We were just chatting off air before about when do you want to do time at VO2 max versus race specific stuff, which is going to be your threshold or, or might even be zone two if you're looking at Ironman stuff. Um, physiologically, you'll get a better stimulus by spending time at VO2 max. But then if you think about translating that into performance gains well even if it's not going to physiologically improve you too much you need to be used to holding threshold if you're going to do it yeah uh, whatever distance you know, as we said before your zone two might be 200 watts but you want to hold 230 in a race well you're going to have to do some time at you have to practice at some point might not improve you physiologically too much but it is going to make you comp- more feel more confident and if anything you'll practice your race nutrition your hydration whilst you're under more fatigue um psychologically you'd be more prepared for a race if you're used to holding the desired power output. So um, I think this session, it could be used in both. I, I would I would argue that if you're looking at a pure aerobic stimulus, I would reduce it close yep. to that four minutes, three minutes, slightly yep. higher intensity, and then you can adjust the, the, the rest period depending on, on, on how you want to. Um, and then if you wanted to do a, a, a get used to holding a certain pace, like a threshold effort. I think six minutes is really good, but again, if, and, and I think that's a, a perfect session, as you said, for sprint or, or Olympic distance, um, even for the longer stuff. But I yeah. think as you get more, more specific, yeah, yeah, you're gonna be looking at 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And sometimes I give a 60 minute effort, you know, because yeah. you're gonna have to do it, so whatever. Um, so I think it's a good session. Where, where does it fit? I think it fits in both, but more so towards that build phase as opposed yep. to that base phase. And then if you look at the 200 meter repeats, again, you're looking at what the work to rest ratio is. Like, is that specific? Well, it's specific for a sprint finish. Maybe that's the theory behind it. I think that's gonna be good for the kick to the line, particularly, I think um, Caleb is, is a young gun, isn't he? He probably yep. races like ITU where you're all in a group and you might have to have a sprint finish. So that would be yep. specific in that circumstance as well. So. Uh, pretty good session. Again, uh, just where, where is it fitting into the program? I think, again, more towards that build phase to close to race day, but you can manipulate that work-to-rest ratio to make it pretty effective um, all year round. But the key point is, if you're trying to get an improved aerobic engine, we want to spend time at VO2 max, which means we've got to go pretty hard, and you can adjust the, the, the rest period and the intensity to, to keep that time at VO2 max. You can't just go out and run 10 minutes time at VO2 max because you'll blow up. You'll totally blow up in four or five minutes. Yep. <laughs> so you need to figure out where that work-to-rest ratio is so that, hey, it might take you 20 or 25 or 30 minutes in the session to get that 10 minutes up there. Um, but yeah, finding what's appropriate for you and what's specific to your event. Um, I think that's pretty good. Anything to add? I don't think so. I think that's pretty pretty much it. So um, keep the keep the sessions coming through. Like we've said in uh, this episode, we're going to be critiquing some of your uh, training sessions, giving our thoughts, sitting down, just having a chat, um, opening the session up for the first time when we when we turn the microphone on. Um, so send them through either via Instagram uh, or send us an email. Send it through to me, Nick at metsperformance.com. Let us know what your favourite sessions are or sessions that you want to try. Maybe you've heard, seen online, things like that. Um, we'll look forward to, to seeing what those are and we'll bring them up on the uh, on the mini podcast episode we got here. Hey podcast, Nick from Mets here. Hopefully you enjoyed another great episode of the Physiology Secrets podcast. If you want to keep up to date with any future episodes we produce, other content we create here, 
or just anything that's happening in the lab here in general, be sure to click the link below, sign up to our weekly updates. We're gonna receive some absolute gold in terms of what's happening in the lab, what are we seeing and observing, and also some of our old content as well that you might have missed to further understand the science behind endurance performance. So if you are interested, make sure you do click the link below, sign up for those weekly updates, and head over to our social media as well. Follow us along at Instagram, at Mets Performance. Head over to Facebook. We have a great YouTube channel as well. Be sure to check out all of our great content that is already up there, but also some of the great stuff that is coming soon. Thanks again. Be sure to share the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed another episode and we'll see you in the next one.